Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Aldo Quevedo, who is president of Dieste Dallas. Today we will discuss reinventing the Hispanic agency. Aldo began his creative career in advertising in 1990 as a copywriter with Ogilvy and Mather, Mexico. Starting in 1996, Aldo has helped establish Dieste as one of the leading agencies in the Hispanic market. Several national and international award committees have recognized his work. He was the first Mexican to win a Cannes Lion and the Grand Award at the New York Festivals. His work has received several Best of Show at the Addy Awards, two Best of Show Awards at the Advertising Age Hispanic Awards, and several Soles at the Festival Iberoamericano de Agencias de Publicidad in Buenos Aires, Argentina. In 1999, 2000, and again in 2002, Latin Spots, an advertising industry magazine in Latin America, chose Aldo as the top Hispanic creative director in the United States. In 2004, he was inducted into the Hall of Achievement of the American Advertising Federation. Aldo, welcome. Uh, thank you, Elena. Very, very happy to be here with you. This is an, a topic that I think is fascinating because we're talking about reinventing the Hispanic agency today, but the Hispanic agency concept itself is relatively new. Would you tell us a little bit about the concept of the Hispanic advertising agency in the United States and how it began? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as uh, advertisers are trying to get uh, more results in the, in the country, uh, this uh, segment, the Hispanic segment, has been gaining a lot of uh, importance and a lot of, uh, you know, power economically. So uh, from when, you know, the, this industry started, I would say maybe 50 years ago to what it is today, it's been very, very different. Uh, before it was more about having to do something for this uh, consumer more for the politically correctness uh, and, you know, having to be okay with that uh, side. Uh, and now it's all about results. Uh, so more and more uh, companies are really looking for growth and uh, financial, you know, results, you know, coming from not only not only the Hispanic side but in multicultural marketing in general. So I think it's it's been very very different. Uh, I've been in this country for 13 years, and then from where you know we started to today, the the the, the scenario has uh, improved uh, dramatically. Mm -hmm. How would you define, let's go back to basics for a minute, how would you define a Hispanic agency? Is it a, an agency that is owned by Hispanics? Is it an agency that targets the Hispanic market exclusively? What would you say is the definition of a Hispanic agency? Yeah, that is a great question, Elena, because uh, in the beginning I think it was more like uh, agencies owned by Hispanics and because of... Uh, you know, trust that, you know, the, the owner spoke Spanish and had a Latino last name, uh, was, I think it was, that was enough to, to give a business to those companies. And, uh, nowadays it's more about delivering a segment of the, of the, of the population, uh, from where the owner of the agency was Hispanic. I think now you see more and more networks, uh, not owned by Latinos, uh, having Hispanic uh, units. And also, uh, the other way of the, defining a Hispanic agency was based on language. So any, any agency that would work, uh, for the consumer 
in Spanish would be considered a Hispanic agency. And now you see the evolution and the sophistication of, of, of people, uh, of, the, of this population in the country. So now you need to really be more persuasive and a little more uh, intelligent as far as how to address this uh, consumer. And uh, as an example, a lot of agencies consider Hispanic and doing work in English and in Spanish uh, right now. It's about the uh, the origin of where your consumer is coming from. It could be like a, a Mexican-American who has been here for, you know, t 10 years or was born here or just came into, in, into, into the country from Mexico. And that is kind of a, the complexity of the Hispanic market. So the definition of a Hispanic agency, to answer your question, I think is uh, the, the company that is working to deliver uh, results from this uh, uh, consumer, let's say, regardless of the language or regardless of the, of the time of assimilation in the country. How many Hispanic agencies would you estimate are in the U.S. today? Yeah, you have, uh, there's uh, the Association of Hispanic Advertising Agencies called AHA in the country, and uh, they have 17 members, agency members. So those are the ones that are recognized and trying to get together to obviously, you know, improve and raise the bar for, you know, the industry in general. But I would say that, you know, there are many other agencies outside of uh, this association. So exactly how many I wouldn't be able to tell you because you have, uh, operations that are like two-person operations that are doing translation services only to to more sophisticated, uh, uh, let's say you know agencies that are working in the interactive arena or digital or agencies that are only doing media buy. So I'd say you have uh, many many agencies. Uh, obviously, the big players uh, go down to in, as in any other market. I mean, in general market, you have uh, you know uh, thousands of. Uh, advertising agencies, but you have the big networks or the big players or the big uh, uh, specialized uh, agencies uh, standing out. So it's kind of a tough question to answer, to answer how many, but uh, I can tell you how many, you know, agencies are giving good results, and I, I would say that the ones associated to AHA are committed to results. And what percentage, um, Aldo, I know that there's been a big change, a big shift. It used to be, as you were saying earlier, that a Hispanic agency was an agency that was owned by Hispanics. Um, but, of course, in the last years, they have been increasingly being bought out by much larger companies. How many of the agencies would you say are Hispanic-owned from within the, the ones that you're familiar with that realize that they're there's a vast number of smaller practitioners and small agencies, but within the universe that you know, aha, and slightly broader than that. I'd say that you have a lot of uh, uh, Latino-owned agencies that are independent, that are not belonging to any network, and uh, I would say that it's 50-50. I mean, uh, and some independent agencies are very big and uh, with, uh, with big name clients, so, which is also great, you know, because they talked about the, Entrepreneurship of the of the Hispanic, uh, you know, population in this country. So I'd say like it's uh, 50 50. Uh, it it really makes no difference as far as getting the results done, but uh, it changes in the way to get there. I would say. No, I mean, when you are a part of a network, you have uh, more tools available to you, or some other resources that uh, somehow an independent wouldn't be able uh, to get as 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 easily. Let's say. 
but uh, I'm sure that, you know, being an independent agency also has a lot of benefits. And Is that answering the question? Or? Yes, yes, I realize <laughs> that there's a, a sort of intangibleness to the question. I'm just trying to give the audience a feel for what we're talking about. Within the overall, and we're talking about advertising agencies, of course, within the overall scope of advertising agencies, would you venture a guess as to how many agencies are pursuing the U.S. Hispanic market and how many of those are Hispanic agencies? Um, it, it, that is a, also a very good question because now you have a lot of mainstream agencies, or the, the way we call them is like general market agencies, uh, that are opening their units to pursue the Hispanic market. You see some African Americans also diversifying into Hispanic area, and then you have some other uh, ventures between multicultural agencies getting together to 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 tackle not only Hispanic but also uh, African American and Asian. So I'd say that it all depends on on the on the positioning. Uh, I can tell you about us in this case. I mean, we're an agency that is focusing and specializing the Hispanic market, with no intention to go to mainstream, let's say. And uh, but you know that there are a lot of. Uh, mainstream agencies that are doing, you know, the opposite. I mean, they're going in. Uh, because at this moment, you know, in the, in the financial, you know, moment that we're living, uh, results are very important, and it doesn't really matter where they come from for an advertising, a big, uh, you know, company. They just need to make sure that their products are being delivered in a very relevant way to to, to, to the consumer, and they're, they're seeing the, the numbers grow, right? And uh, I think, you know, going back to your question, uh, I see a, a growing interest from agencies outside of the Hispanic uh, arena coming in and trying to to develop some capabilities to, to address this consumer. Uh, I don't know how many specifically, but you see the big networks trying to, to have a, a, a unit uh, to address this need for the clients. It used to be, of course, that before the 2000 census, maybe we need to categorize everything before the census and after the census results, mm -hmm. that most or many certainly of the folks out there in marketing and advertising and public relations and communications, et cetera, were really not very interested in the emerging markets and in the Hispanic market until those numbers came out just a a core group of companies who had been paying attention to the markets. Mm -hmm. And after the results came out, more and more companies have been paying attention. But, of course, lately what we're seeing is that the only market segments in the U.S. that are showing any growth are mm -hmm. the emerging markets mm -hmm. and the Latino market in particular. So, of course, as you were saying a moment ago, many of the mainstream agencies have started to look at this niche, quote-unquote, market and competing with the agencies. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I think, uh, you know, you're right. Uh, the census always gives a, uh, a boost for Hispanic and multicultural agencies, uh, uh, you know, being, being the numbers, you know, how they're growing exponentially from every, you know, census uh, measurement. Uh, you can see that the, 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 the Hispanic population is growing incredibly rapid, and not only because of immigration, but also, you know, U.S.-born Latinos are growing in numbers. So uh, I think the, the, the key is uh, within the advertisers and the clients, uh, what is their commitment uh, 
I think the the commitment and the expectation is what makes you know different companies do, uh, you know follow you know either increased uh, expenditure against this consumer or or simply just going flat. Uh, uh, putting ourselves you know as an agency in their shoes. Uh, where they don't really understand exactly what is the difference, why they need to do something different for a for a segment in the in the in the same country. Obviously, uh, it's kind of a you know something that they get uh, nervous about, in 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 the sense of you know it's a different language sometimes, or sometimes you know agencies are recommending me to do English advertising because but but to Latino, so it doesn't really make sense in their minds. And the, 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 the Hispanic market is very complex depending on who you partnered with as far as an agency. So our job as in, in, on this side of the, of the, of the business and on the communication side is to make uh, clients uh, feel confident and uh, measure results, you know, and minimizing the, the level of uncertainty and uh, not understanding the, the, the dynamics, no? So, you're right. I mean, the, the, the census always gives a boost, uh, to, to Hispanic, not only Hispanic, emerging markets in general, uh, but it's also depending on within each, each company, uh, to, to, you know, invest or, or, or stand still, you know? I, I think right now in, in 2008, at the end of, uh, of this year, uh, you see a lot of, uh, you know, companies cutting down, uh, you know, getting uh, getting uh, desperate measures, let's say, financially, you know, cutting on staff, cutting on investment. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned, the, the growth that is coming from emerging markets is the, the one uh, thing that they can uh, see as, as a positive in this, you know, last trimester of, uh, of uh, 08. So more and more companies are getting getting uh, into that mindset now. I think it's all about results right now, and census is a good way of validating investing in these markets. Kind of that, you know, you know went out of the, the point. <laughs> but, uh, no, absolutely. And, and to piggyback on that, Aldo, I imagine, and I've heard from, from some of your colleagues, that as more of these mainstream agencies penetrate the field and compete with the Hispanic agencies in what traditionally had been sort of sacred ground, it is pushing these Hispanic agencies to become better and it's pushing everybody toward excellence and delivering more and better service to the end consumer. Mm-hmm. Are, are you seeing this trend? Yeah, I think the more competition you have, the better you become uh, in order to succeed, obviously, no? Uh, I have a very good friend who always says that, you know, the, the more uh, pretty houses you have in the neighborhood, the better the neighborhood is. So I think it is about getting, uh, you know, more strategic and more more intelligent uh, with the situation right now. You see a lot of agencies uh, partnering with other, uh, let's say, specialized uh, units, for example, media buying or digital or, or, or see general market companies partnering with with Hispanic agencies. So I think at this moment it's not necessarily like uh, a, a general market agency coming into the client and say saying, hey, I can do your Hispanic work because I have a, a Hispanic planner and a couple of uh, creators that can do that. I think it's beyond that. I think it's about measuring and understanding the dynamics of this uh, uh, consumer, and that's how you succeed. So, so you're right. I mean, uh, agencies on, on the Hispanic side, we need to become better. 
because at the end of the day we are compa compared in results to mainstream and African American and the other you know markets, uh, regardless of who the consumer is. And in order to be more successful giving results, you need to be get, getting more sophisticated, at least to the same level that, you know, the clients are expecting uh, general markets to perform. You know, measurements, uh, ways of getting uh, to know the consumer better, uh, you know, re uh, searching for insights, and uh, basically get, getting all the uncertainty out of the equation, you know, in the communication uh, plan, no? Within a market that, as we're saying, is increasingly competitive and also within a Hispanic market that is highly diverse and spread across the country so that you also have a geographic challenges before you, how do you approach the market when you're dealing with language issues? I mean, we know mm -hmm. that a very high percentage of the Hispanic population, certainly the ones with the highest buying power, are either English-dominant or bilingual, and increasingly so. And now we have the mainstream agencies that are competing. What are the challenges that the Hispanic agencies are facing, and how are they dealing with them? How does this come into the reinventing the agency concept that we we're talking about? Right, uh, that, that's a good point. Uh, I think you, you need to start by you know, defining the language uh, situation because, I mean, more bilingual or more English dominant doesn't really mean, mean more affluent. If you go to Florida, for example, you see that the, you know, you know they're Spanish dominant, uh, a big portion of the population, and they're very affluent, right? So I think if you go to San Antonio, then it's like a very sophisticated market because it's third-generation Latinos. So you get a more uh, of a mainstream uh, feel because of the language, but the traditions and the roots are very Latino. So I think it's really uh, not trying to get uh, too complicated. We have a philosophy here at DSP where we're trying to, 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 to focus on the similarities and celebrate the differences. So we know what is the, the key uh, thing that cuts across, you know, the, our target, our, our main uh, consumer that we're trying to, to address, and uh, it's what we call the human truth. And then you see if the, if, the, if the differences are important enough or relevant enough or, or, or big enough to make sure we address them. Let's say that we have a, a main uh, campaign nationally for one of our clients. We will do uh, you know, a campaign that is national on mass media because of the reach uh, let's say TV or radio, but then we'll go very locally and very uh, specific to the different segments. And, uh, you know, in the case for, for example, we have Western Union as a client. We are very localized and we have communication specifically done for, let's say, people from Guatemala that lives in Los Angeles. Or we have very specific communication for people from Colombia living in, in Miami, right? But the main campaign in general, in, in, in the, in the national uh, level, it is going to be about the human truth, about the the the, the money sending experience and the ties back to your country. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, trying to kind of uh, encapsulate uh, the complexity of of addressing what you're saying. I mean, the the diversity in the in the Hispanic market, in the countries of origin, plus years of assimilation and language preference. But uh, in a nutshell, I think you know the agency is doing. Uh, this this way of, of, of talking to to national at, at the national level, but very locally uh, uh, you know, uh, relevant. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it's it's paying off uh, results for 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 our clients. And you know, Western Union is one of the one of the key examples for that. How do clients respond to that, Aldo? Are they are they happy with the concept, or do they just want big, one big happy campaign that that's going to cover everybody regardless? I, I think in general, uh, if you can imagine that you know, a advertising. Uh, for a marketer, advertising is a portion of his job, you know, necessarily the focus of the job. Uh, and not only that, but advertising then divided in multicultural advertising and from there, Hispanic advertising. I think, you know, the simpler we can make it to the, for them, uh, the better. So, but that doesn't mean that we have to be the one, one size fits all. So we're not doing one simple campaign that, you know, covers the entire country. And that's, you know, because of, of making the, our clients' life easier. But it's more like how do you get the complexity and all the results and the effectiveness simplified for them to make the, uh, the decision, the right decision, with, you know, along with us as partners. But uh, clients really see results. And uh, to get there, you need to go through the planning, the, the, as I was telling you, the insights that each, uh, each communication plan will, you know, use to make sure that we're connecting with the consumer. But uh, in, 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 in the very early stages of the planning, or the, even before we present any concepts uh, for the communication, we need to start saying, this is who we need to talk to, and these are the results that we're expecting. And from there, it just becomes simpler to, to have a conversation with clients uh, once they know where you want to go and you're planning, charting your, your way to get there. So the answer to the question is, they get happy when they see the results, and sometimes uh, some clients are more open uh, as far as you know doing like a general market. Uh, I'm sorry, a, na- a national campaign that has local components uh, as far as activations, grassroots, digital, uh, and, and some other mediums. And some of the clients are more into let's do one key concept nationally and let's see how many people can connect with it. So it all depends on the company and the and the their knowledge of the market and the savviness or the, the expertise of, from each agency to really make them feel at ease and, 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 and trusting that the results will come there. How have the discussions about marketing to Hispanics changed when you're discussing the issue with some of the leading brands and perhaps some of the followers as well. How, over the last few years, is this changing? It is changing from uh, language preference to mindset. And uh, you get uh, farther, uh, you know, uh, communicating and engaging people when you go beyond uh, the language because language is one of the ways to connect but not the only one. And I think... Uh, the conversation has changed from going, uh, you know, early, you know, let's say 10 years ago, from the stereotypes and the easy way to connect to consumers to something that is more sophisticated, not because of agencies wanting to be so sophisticated, but the consumers are getting more uh, into the mindset of, you know, I'm, I'm the person who you need to talk to, talk to company A or B, and uh, this is my life instead of me, people, adjusting to you company. I think it's now a dialogue where, where, where you know, a lot of uh, how the industry is changing is, is based on the life of the consumer. And uh, I think that is the, the key difference between the, you know, the conversation between advertisers and agencies. 
we really need to understand how the consumer has changed, and now it's more demanding. And uh, historically, it's been said that the Hispanic is more accommodating and a little more forgiving and a little more loyal to a company that talks to them in Spanish. And I think that change is, is very evident in, in, you know, in, in many of the categories we work on. We constantly talk to uh, people. I'd say once every quarter we have a, a big research uh, you know, effort going out to the streets in the key markets, talking to them and video taping them, and then analyzing how the evolution of the consumer is. And just to give you an example, in these times of uh, crisis and financial, uh, you know, struggle, the Hispanic consumer is better prepared than than the, the rest of the population because they've seen wars in their own countries. We're talking about the recent arrivals, and they see, still see the U.S. as a land of opportunity. And uh, if you were to go like 10 years ago. They were not as open. They were not as, uh, you know, demanding and, you know, asking companies to really take care, take them seriously. So I think that the main change is not the agencies or advertisers changing. The consumer is changing. That's really interesting. The 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 consumer, in a way, is is having such an impact on the agencies and on the clients, because of course historically uh, there was the perception that. Is the other way around. So there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a grassroots movement I'm hearing you say. Mm-hmm. How about the allocation of budget monies for specifically targeted for multicultural and Hispanic audiences? That has for a long time been a complaint of pretty much everybody that clients were not allocating any monies or when they were, the amounts that they were allocating were not a true reflection of the market and market size and market potential, right. where, where are things now? Uh, I think it, was, it all depends on the, on the category. We have clients uh, you know, like Western Union that they dedicate a significant portion of the budget to the Hispanic consumer because of obvious reasons. I mean, the, 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 the service that they provide is uh, perfectly suited for, for immigrants and people who have their families in other countries. But then you see other, other companies that are, you're right, I mean, they're not investing as much as they could to get the results. It's not necessarily like you have a percentage of the population being Hispanic, so therefore you have to spend that much, you know, that percentage of your budget. But it all depends on what type of uh, results you want to get uh, from from that. Uh, I'd say, you know, happily, I would say, I'm mean, very proud, our clients are really uh, engaged and, and committed to this market because of the results that they're getting from it. So, so obviously, if you ask me, would I want them to invest more? For, of course, but I think they're at, at decent levels, especially uh, right now where we are looking at uh, some opportunities instead of going back and scaling down. Uh, I would say, like a majority of our clients, are seeing it, it's a big opportunity to gain a share against their competition uh, through the Hispanic market. What would you say, Aldo, is a, an advisable percentage of a budget that a, a typical company, and I, and I realize that typical is a, is a yeah, misnomer. Yeah, kind of an open word. <laughs> yes, I, I understand that, but let's generalize for a moment because, of course, it's such a broad topic that we're addressing. But if you were to advise a client, just as a general rule, what percentage of their advertising dollars would you tell them to dedicate to the Hispanic market? 
Um, it's kind of a very tough question, Elena, because I think it all depends on the category and, and the product you're selling. I mean, sometimes the products we're selling, where, you know, the brands we're trying to get uh, in the Hispanic market are so uh, incredibly important for this consumer's life that they should invest, I'd say, 20% of their or 25% of their budget. But there are some others that the relation between the brand and the consumer is not that much. But maybe 15% of, of uh, uh, imagine an increase of 50%, 15% in your bottom line, and that's a huge increase, right? So, so I think it all depends on what type of a, a part you're, you're, you're uh, uh, trying to, to, to push. The idea here is to analyze the business opportunity, and I think that's where some agencies in the Hispanic market are not as effective as, as you know, as creating the plan for the client to see the upside if they would invest, you know, a little more or less or more intelligently or changing uh, weights in the media buy or, 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 or different factors. But I think I would say that, you know, maybe 15% of, of, of your main uh, stream uh, communication plan should go to Latino and how you spend that 15%, 15 to 20%, uh, then that's also, you know, impacting the, the, the results that you will get, no? For example, we have... A, you know, uh, clients that are thinking still that the consumer in the Hispanic side is not, you know, on the Internet or they're not listening to podcasts or they're not into the, the digital uh, world. And uh, what we know as an agency is that the consumer is leapfrogging from, you know, the PC used to mobile. So the consumers in the Hispanic market are, you know, the most participative uh, in the social network. So... I mean, the, some of the myths that you knew 10, five years ago, I'd say, are really coming down and making clients, or at least our clients, more excited to invest in those uh, digital, you know, uh, initiatives that, by the way, get great measures so you can really see, you know, your money, you know, getting results. So, so it all depends on the percentage of your budget and how you allocate that budget to guarantee that you're getting uh, good results. And if not, you can adjust. No, I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, and let, let, let's take that to the next step, Aldo, if you would. You brought forward a really key issue, I think, which is that the overall market has changed dramatically. The overall media market has changed dramatically over the mm -hmm. last 10, 5 years. And with it, the Hispanic market has adapted and changed and in some ways is leading the revolution in part because the Latina market tends to over-index in their use of mobile technology mm -hmm. um, and the Internet. Would you tell us a little bit about those media changes and technology changes as they relate to the market and, of course, the advertising side? Yeah, I think it's a very interesting world. Uh, the the digital world for the Hispanic market didn't start with a computer. And, uh, you know, maybe five years ago, you would think that, you know, okay, I'm a recent arrival, I'm coming here, uh, I bring my family, I start, you know, having a good job. The first thing I buy is like a computer so my kids can, you know, get ahead and, you know, get a better education and start from a different platform from where I started. And that's still true. But... Uh, now we're not talking only about recent arrivals. Now we're talking about people who cannot live with their cell phone 
and the cell phone, they don't even have, you know, landline sometimes. They get the cell phone, and the cell phone is the, the access to uh, their home country to talk, uh, you know, via uh, SMS or, you know, a phone call. And, you know, the, the technology in this country is so incredibly available uh, and makes you have information at the fingertips that there's no way a person, not only Latinos, in this country can say, I don't know. I mean, anything you need to know, it's available to you through your cell phone, right? You go to Wikipedia, you go to any other, you know, uh, search engine, and anything you ask, you can get an answer. What you do with that information is a different thing. But, um, you know, going back to the Hispanic market, I mean, they now are facing this uh, information uh, overload, or if you want to say more access than overload, is uh, that they are very sophisticated as far as, you know, uh, buying stuff. Uh, you see a lot of... Uh, uh, consumers on the Hispanic side uh, getting a lot of information to buy insurance first online and then co they call or go to the to the to the actual sto uh, office to close the deal. But they are researching more than general market uh, consumers, and they get more uh, information to make sure they're making the right decision, uh, even more so than uh, other other segments. So that is, you know, in itself a way of changing the market because you need to be more upfront. You need to, as a company, you need to be uh, more uh, open and giving more information, making sure you, your consumer understands what they're getting into. I'm talking about financial uh, services, uh, but even more so if you're buying a car. You know, our consumers are really researching uh, deeply before they go in and commit where before they went in and they didn't really know if they were making the right call, and uh, it was a little more, uh, how do you say it, like a, it's not, it wasn't as sophisticated as, 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 as it is now. And obviously the way you buy or you shop changes the way companies need to address uh, your messages, to, the messages to you. you know? And the uh, Hispanic market is getting... Uh, Engage in this dialogue. You know, all companies and all agencies are talking about engage, join, joining the conversation. The Hispanic uh, population is very loud in this conversation, and they demand and they have they have more things to ask from companies than their counterparts in other segments. So, if we look at specific media outlet options, types of media broadcast, print, online. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the division? Uh, historically, of course, broadcast media, television in particular, but radio as well played an important role, have taken the lion's share of the advertising dollars, and print media have sort of fallen behind a little bit as the orphans, mm -hmm. and then came in the, the newer media types that we've been talking about. What would you say is the current divide today? I'd say that, you know, um, to be really honest, I mean, everybody's talking about digital and uh, everybody gets excited because it's the, it's the new way to engage with consumers and you can actually get responses back from the consumers. Uh, but the reality in the Hispanic market is like mass media being TV uh, is still 60% of the investment of, of the media buy. And uh, it's just because of the, uh, you know, reach that you cannot replicate with any other media by itself. So I think that the, the difference... Right now is that you have, uh, first, different objectives per medium, and then secondly, you have the access to a lot of things that you didn't have five years ago. So in order to have a very, uh, I, I hate the, the, the term 360, because it, it looks like instead of being 360 degrees, it has 
to do with 360 things to do, and then not necessarily all of them being effective. I think you need to analyze what is the communication plan and what is the life of the consumer like, so you can, instead of interrupt their lives, you intercept them and then join them through their day so they get the message. So so I think more than how do you divide percentage-wise of, you know, the, the media buy and kind of a, give you a, a, you know, a generic uh, statement, I think it all depends on what you want to communicate. For example, uh, for Pepsi, we're not going to do, uh, you know, a lot of uh, print or even a Latino TV uh, buys, but more like digital and specific, uh, you know, cable uh, buys that are going to be bilingual, right? Depending on the consumer you want to, to get, I mean, a Western Union wouldn't do online, but it's because it's more like a recent arrival, uh, a, a, a foreign-born consumer, so you would do more street activations and uh, more radio and, and more more things that are, you know, Spanish-dominant. So I don't know if there's an answer. The, the, I think the key, if anybody can take something from this uh, conversation that we're having now, is that there is not one answer for the, you know, how to target the Hispanic uh, consumer and how to be effective with the Hispanic consumer. It all depends on the on the on the objectives. It all depends on the category and the product. And uh, obviously, you need to have a very good partner uh, as an agency to get you. Uh, the best answers. I mean, you as a client can answer, ask one question, and then the agencies need to come back and give you uh, the answers based on what you need instead of being like a you know one size fits all thing. I don't know if that's kind of a the answer you were uh, looking for, but I think it's it's complex, but it has to be complex for agencies, not for clients. It has to be very easy for clients to understand. If I if I follow, essentially what you're saying is what many professionals in the industry say, which is that there is no single cookie-cutter formula that will work well for all clients and all projects and all budgets, but that it needs to be customized to the concept that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think uh, the, the way we work, uh, uh, the, our way of thinking, it's uh, you have three big areas that you need to do very well to be successful in this in this uh, market. The first one is the insight. You need to really know the consumer beyond stereotypes and beyond being consumers. I mean, uh, we need to understand that these people, you know, were, were people before we're consuming, right? So how do we live our life and how does these brands interact in our lives? How important are they or they're just like, what, why they matter in my life as a consumer, uh, as a person? And then that's the first area, the, the, you know, the insight. The second one is the idea. How do you make sure this brand communication is, has a very good idea, a big idea that is relevant to you in your life? And then the, 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 the third part is the interception. And as I was telling you, it's not about interrupting the consumer, but more like joining them through their day uh, so they can get the, the message and see how this brand really matters in their life. So without, when you can do this, three areas right, most likely you're going to have a very good results. So that's kind of a one answer uh, for, for how to be successful in the Hispanic market. And how does this tie in to the concept of the Hispanic agency reinventing itself? I think that is exactly what's happening. If, if we keep doing uh, things the way we've done it for the last uh, five, ten years, or even like three years ago, it's been very, very different. 
uh, I think we need to make sure that first agencies uh, on the Hispanic side need to understand that we cannot do it all. Uh, and I think there was more about, you know, protecting the budget from their clients to go to their agencies. In the case of, for example, an agency that can say, I can do brand communication and also can do direct response and I can do uh, promotional work, but I can do everything at 30% effectiveness, right? Instead of really making sure that what you do, you do it right, very effective and, you know, driven, uh, uh, being driven by results. And then you engage partnership with other companies that are specialized in the other arenas, right? Uh, as an agency, we have a very uh, uh, good uh, relationship with a lot of uh, uh, our partner agencies working for the same brands. And uh, we, can, we don't claim to do, you know, everything right. What we can claim is to say we know this uh, segment and we know how to engage them. And then, depending on what type of uh, activity or tactic or, or 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 initiative, they will engage one of our partners that are the best in class. You know? So I think that is the key thing that we need to understand as agencies in the market. Uh, instead of being a little more defensive of the budget, we need to be more proactive in, in, as to how to get results. And uh, that is the basis of the reinvention of the Hispanic agency. But at the same time, it's the reinvention of the general market agency or African-American agency. I mean, we cannot be playing in that same protect uh, the budget because the client is going to go spend it somewhere else. But now clients more than ever are looking for results, and that's how you, you know, keep uh, the business. While we're on the topic of reinventing, let's, if you would flesh out the concept of the new media and the younger part of the demographic that has taken on so much interest in the new media and how do you see that being integrated into the advertising side because historically I think what's happened is that the decision makers, which tend to be older and in a more senior position that hold the purse strings, are not always connected to all of these changes mm-hmm. that are revolutionizing the industry. And sometimes it takes a while for that to filter up the ranks. Um, what, what are you seeing and what do you think that these technologies and the potential to reach the young Hispanic audiences have in the market today? Yeah, it, 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 let's say that you're a client and then your agency comes in and it says uh, to you, you know what, uh, we can uh, grow our database of, co- of, uh, of consumers uh, by 20%, which is huge, let's say 15 to be conservative, or 10%. Uh, we know where these guys are. They, we can get from them how they consume the product and how, you know, what is relevant to them. And uh, I'm sure a lot of clients are going to say, yes, I'm interested. How much is going to cost me? Uh, how, what is my... What is my you know, projected result or objective, right? That is the way we need to talk about uh, the business uh, of Hispanic agencies. Instead of saying, let's do a website, and you're right, I mean, sometimes the technology gets in the way of the conversation, and some clients that are a little more into the conservative side or that are not very aware of everything that you can do, uh, you know, with the technology now, I mean, mobile or, or, or digital or even some other things, then the conversation has to be about the business and how you can grow the thing, uh, the, the, the opportunity for, for, for their brands. And uh, exactly how agencies can come in and sell the new media, to your point, is, uh, you know, our job to make sure 
but it's always measured and it's always, uh, you know, with an objective. Uh, I remember uh, another person from another agency was telling me, like, maybe like three, four years ago, that the clients were not buying the new media ideas they were presenting because they were coming in and they were selling the, the TV idea and then the website that goes with it and then the banner and then the, the you know, activation on the street, right? The 360, famous 360. And uh, I was asking him, so how do you position it? And it's kind of a, you know, funny thing that they say, yeah, we have a, a TV commercial that works great and we can also have a longer version on the website and then, uh, you know, the banner and everything. And clients would always ask, why do I need to get that? What do I get out of it? And I think that's kind of a, the big change between, you know, I'd say three years ago to now. Agencies are not doing the cool stuff anymore, but they're doing, you know, very effective ways of getting, you know, gathering database uh, information from consumers or understanding how they work or how they live and everything. And, uh, you know, clicks per rate. I mean, every measurement that you now have is giving us the tools to really sell more effectively uh, the new media uh, initiatives. And uh, I think not only the Hispanic market, I think it's in general, we all got caught up in, you know, we all, all brands need to have a profile on Facebook. All brands need to have a MySpace page. All brands that need to be a part of a social network or creating a social network. And then consumers are not interested because we're trying to change their behavior instead of li- listening to what they say as far as, you know, how they like to do things and everything, and then inserting our brand in a very relevant way, which is a very different approach. I don't know that the answer the question about, you know, how to use new media, how to effectively sell new media to, to, to advertisers. Well, if you, had a, if you had a meeting with a new client or a potential new client or a client that was developing new business and was particularly keen on reaching out to these up-and-coming young audiences, how would you define when it was appropriate to take advantage of the new technologies? Uh, and if you want to maybe use a case study to illustrate an example of a product or a service that you think is ideally suited to these new technologies, because I think there are a lot of people out there who are eager to take advantage of these multi-platform opportunities and the Internet and mobile technologies and viral mm-hmm. campaigns, but they're really not sure what to do and how much to do and where to do it, and there are so many choices. Yeah, I think I think it's important uh, without you know, again, without giving blanket statements. I think you have a brand uh, like one of our clients, like Pepsi, that are trying to connect with this uh, youth consumer, and it's beyond the uh, Hispanic, it's multicultural consumer. So what we're doing with them is, you know, creating content on, on Mundos, which is like the youth channel from Telemundo, and uh, we are following up uh, through a mobile, you know, uh, access to the content on the TV show, and then you have some other activations happening at the, at the local level, and really getting into the life of the consumer. But we're not telling them how, what type of music they want uh, or they need to to listen to. I mean, uh, you know, Pepsi Music. I don't know if you if you watch that. It's totally controlled by the consumer. They want they vote to for what music they want on the show. They change the order of the of the video clips that are going to be shown on the website. So that affects the TV show. So I think it just really, and all of that, you know, gets a lot of a database from consumers. And then you can ask them, you know, how they, what they like, 
uh, as far as music, as far as what type of artists, so we can link the brand to those artists. But it's more like a like a very, I'd say, effective way of using new media, but with a purpose, right? I mean, if we get and uh, we all, you know, maybe two years ago, it, it, it was all about the user-generated content, right? I think that is a good tactic, but that's not the idea. The idea is, how, what do you do with it to make sure the brand is relevant to this consumer? I mean, this product, this program that I'm talking about, you know, with the multi-platform for Pepsi, has been very effective. We're about to re uh, fine-tune it, let's say, to to relaunch it in a more uh, uh, relevant way for this for this uh, segment. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I think it's a matter of 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 of, of, of objectives and, and results that you can measure. And uh, if a client was to come in and say a new business client, let's say, and say, how do I reach my audience? And it's a youth market audience. Then maybe you don't do any TV commercials at all. I think it's just a matter of you know analyzing the way they they live and, you know, what type of media they consume and being there instead of trying to create uh, things that are outside of their behavior. Yes, I I think that we're going back to the concept of it's difficult to get your arms around it because there are so many variables. But what you're saying is focus on the, the client goals and then adjust accordingly and so I think I heard you very clearly say if you're targeting a youth market perhaps broadcast media is not the right tool maybe Mm -hmm. you need to shift to other tools tell us a little bit about measurement I've heard you mention that several times during our conversation today um, and the importance that it has a colleague who specializes in measurement is always emphasizing for example that when you talk about websites the importance is not raw numbers, but what's truly important as a measure of the effectiveness and the power of a website is how engaged visitors to that website are. Absolutely, absolutely. There are some studies that uh, we, uh, and the name of the company that is doing this, oh, my God, it escapes me right now, but the, the company has a way of uh, measuring uh, when you're in, on a, in a, you know, you're in front of a, a website, you're in a website, they can actually track where in the website you're looking at, what area of the website, what is the most interesting banner or, or things. I mean, they can do, like, the you, the movement of your eyes, right? So it's getting very sophisticated, and you're right. It's not about, you know, you're right. I mean, absolutely, you know, a website to for the sake of having a website doesn't really help the business. And uh, in, in, in as far as getting the... The, the, the best use of that medium, you need to understand what are the capabilities of that medium uh, are and what is your objective. Uh, we did a, a, a project for, for one of our clients for Cheetos uh, where we, the measurement, as you were saying, and you know, just to touch on that a little bit, the measurement was to get a, a, an increase in sales in, a, in a Southern California and uh, for a specific a presentation of the product. I mean, it, it was very, very specific. A certain flavor, a certain size, and uh, a certain area. So we said, okay, let's see how these guys live and how they, you know, behave. So we decided to do a radio campaign and activations and uh, some billboards around the, the the neighborhoods that these consumers lived in. So it was very, very targeted, and the, the results were, you know, surpassed by like 30%. So, so 
and, you know, the first thing you think of is Cheetos is like a youth brand. You need to be on the Internet, and you need to be doing some banners or some interactive games. And, you know, based on the analysis that we did, we decided to go like a brick and mortar, if you will, you know, to, to be on, in, you know, next to the consumer, but uh, next to them in the, on the street. So it was very effective, and, uh, you know, it was very, very good. And, but it all depends. I mean, you need to really understand what is the maximum uh, capability you can get out of a mobile, mobile game, right, or, you know, a, a podcast. So it's not only to do cool stuff anymore, I think. And how do you make the decision in terms of the type of measurement and the amount of measurement? Do you rely on third parties? Are they client-driven? Or do you have your own in-house measurement tools or parameters? We have, our, uh, the, our, uh, we have an area of uh, business analysis. And uh, as I was telling you, I mean, we partner with the best in class for each each uh, discipline. So we are partnering with a, with an agency that is only doing measurements for AT&T, for example. So uh, we do direct response programs, and uh, this other company really makes sure that we're getting to the target uh, numbers. And obviously, we cannot do any any of this if the, if the client is not a part of the equation. So we have a lot of uh, interaction uh, with client agency and uh, the specialized. Uh, uh, companies that are, you know, a task. I mean, when we are doing mobile uh, programs, we get the best company that we that we can find to execute. Uh, we know the insights. We bring the ideas, and the company is going to tell us how to execute it in the most effective uh, in, the, in the most effective way. You know? Again, I think it's, it's a matter of agencies not telling clients, not only in the Hispanic side in general, not to say we can do it all by ourselves so we can keep the fee and the money, but really being, uh, you know, results-driven, and then you can only do that when you have the best partners, uh, you know, with you. Aldo, what tips would you share with our audience in parting that they can take back and apply in their projects, uh, be they shoestrings for nonprofits and small companies or for uh, colleagues or for large corporations that may be interested in dipping their toes or expanding their existing reach. What three tips would you suggest in terms of using the best tools and taking advantage of the opportunities that are available in the Hispanic market today? Yeah, I'd say for uh, for companies that are wanting to get in the Hispanic market to, let's say, test you know, results or test uh, some initiatives. I think you need to really choose the, the right partner uh, who understands uh, this consumer, this this uh, this segment, beyond the cool TV app. And I think it's a matter of really getting down and dirty and, and understanding and, and getting the best, uh, um, how do you say that? Uh, you know, put a, put a, you know, if you're a client, Give the agency that you're interviewing or you're looking at uh, some objectives and let them see how they think. Uh, let them see, you know, talk about it and then come back to, to you and present how would they get there. But it's more about the objectives that you're looking for and maybe because sometimes you get into new business opportunities and they say create a campaign for the new brand X, right? I think it should be more about how do I grow my share in Los Angeles by 
10%. I think it should be more focused on that, and then the better way, the better agencies will get, you know, a more effective way to get there. And uh, I think that I would talk to clients about that. You're talking about pro bono. I think uh, one of the key things that they can do is first not to be afraid of talking to agencies to see if they can, you know, work for them or work with them uh, to create a, a good uh, good programs to 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 com- contact people. Uh, I think one of the big barriers in the past for pro bono it was that you didn't have a lot of uh, media money to run your messages, not only on TV but radio and everything, unless you're like the out council that they have a lot of uh, support from, from mediums. Uh, I think right now we can uh, see that a lot of pro bono companies are just running stuff on the Internet. I mean, based on YouTube, uh, you can get a lot of exposure on your message. We did a, we did a, a, a TV commercial for an anorexia, uh, addressing anorexia for our eating disorder clinic in Mexico, and uh, we posted it on the internet on YouTube a year ago, and it has almost two million hits. And uh, from there, you have a lot of you see the comments from consumers or people watching it and saying, you know, I would like to get more, to learn more, and how do how do you get out of anorexia? So now the medium is the least of the concerns for for pro bono work, and uh, just get again. Uh, together with a partner that knows the market and uh, and uh, knows the consumer to be very effective. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, that's a tip. I mean, we as an agency, DST is always open to help uh, pro bono uh, associations, and we're very active doing that. So, you know, whatever we can give back to the community, uh, we will. And uh, but that's kind of a that those are the, the tips that I would give. So very briefly, Aldo, if you would just summarize, if I understood correctly, the first tip was? The first tip is uh, for a client to really know the partners, and then if they're looking for a, for a new partner in the Hispanic market, instead of uh, presenting creative uh, shootouts or instead of presenting, uh, you know, capabilities or anything, just give them a real problem to solve. And based on the results and the, the way to get there, I think that you can select a, a, a good partner. Uh, be more strict on, on, on the measurement of what is your best uh, agency doing for you. And then the second one uh, for pro bono, don't be afraid and, you know, reach out to big agencies that, they, you know, if they like the, the way they work, uh, like, uh, you know, big agencies in general market or Hispanic, depending, again, putting your objectives, if you're trying to do, pro bono work for, for Hispanic, go to the big agency to ask, you know, for their help, and I'm sure they'll be willing to do it. Thank you, Aldo, for joining us today from Dallas, Texas. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Aldo Quevedo, who is president of Dieste Dallas and who discussed reinventing the Hispanic agency. Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com. Expand your reach. Improve your bottom line. 
by reaching America's largest minority effectively with information from the experts. Listen to presentations from national experts in downloadable audio presentations and extended interviews about Marketing to Multicultural Kids, presented by Michelle Valdovinos, who is Senior Vice President of Phoenix Multicultural. Hispanic Perspectives on Advertising, presented by Liria Barbosa, who is Research Director at CNR Research. The Changing Latino Landscape, presented by Cesar Malgoza, who is Managing Director of Latin Force Group. Best-in-Class Hispanic Strategies, presented by Carlos Santiago, who is President, and Doreen Allen, who is Managing Partner of Santiago Solutions Group. Segmentation by Level of Acculturation, presented by Miguel Gomez-Weinbrenner, who is a Senior Consultant with Cheskin. To learn more about these and other presentations, visit our Resources section at hispanicmpr.com slash resources slash hmpr hyphen products.